Okay, good morning. So we were discussing last week in the Chavis HaTalmidim share, we finished Parak Shvi'i. We said in Merchisham we're going to begin with, I'm sorry, we finished Parak Shmini. In Merchisham we said we're going to begin with Parak Shi, the ninth Parak. So what he said in the eighth Parak, and what he discussed in the eighth Parak is, the Nechitzis, the Parak was called again, Nechitzis Aliyas HaNefesh Vamidas, the, the requirement and the, the uh, obligation that we all have to have Aliyas HaNefesh Vamidas to be growing in our Nefesh and our Midas and our Goshes and our Midas and the way we act, Ben Adam Chaver, Ben Adam Lamakayim. The, the necessity that we all have. And he explained to us very, you know, at length in the eighth parak that it's necessary for every single one of us to be growing constantly, not to become complacent, not to sit and to just uh, pat ourselves in the back and say we're good where we are, but to really be working in ourselves constantly, to be growing, and Avaydus Hashem, Torah, Tefillah, Mitzvah, Chesed, to be working in all of those in a real, genuine way and to make sure that we're growing properly. And he explained to us in Perk Chi, he said he's going to give us practical eights. Okay, so how do I get to that place of real, genuine growth? I understand that I need it. I understand that I can't just, you know, live the rest of my life the same I am when I'm 25 and 30 or 35 and 40. I can't live that way. A yid can't retire. A yid can't just say, okay, I'm done. I've reached my peak of growth. And now I'm really ready for the years of Bikish Yaakov Leishah We understand why it's important to grow. We understand that that's a tachlis of life, is to be grown constantly. And now in the ninth parak, he's going to give us a case. So tachlis, how do we make sure that we're growing? He's going to talk about the idea of Torah, about tefillah, about uh, you know, in general midas. How do we really work on proper eitzis? How to work on um, working ourselves and working the fact that we're growing. And the tenth parak, he's going to discuss changing midas around, turning midas when a person has a certain tendency to be able to flip them around to use them for the world of taiv. And then in the 11th parak, we'll talk about a smada, and I'll go, you know, for two, three more prakim, you know, and he finishes really after the 13th, after the 13th parak. Yes, let's begin parak chi. says, Talmud Vasek. Yes, he says, my beloved Talmud. Betach she'ele nafshecha haloi teri hiakal. Af mother kadosh baruch hi. Right, he asks a very simple question. He says, this is a question that I, I remember we discussed many times with Rabbi Berkowitz and Kyle. He says, I don't understand. He says, you're telling me Torah is everything. And he's telling me that Torah, if I learn Torah, that's a tachas or everything. He says, I'm learning, but it's not really working, right? I'm sitting and I'm learning the whole day. And I feel like, okay, if I continue learning and if I learn another Seder and another hour and another half hour and I learn Ben Ismanim, then I'm going to become a greater, more holy, more spiritual person and uh, it's not working. I'm not becoming more elevated. I don't feel myself becoming more spiritually charged. I don't feel my relationship with Hashem growing, but I'm doing what everybody told me to do. I'm learning Hashem's Torah, Torah, Hashem Tamima. I'm involved in the Torah of Hashem, but it still doesn't really feel like it's doing anything for me, right? Even though I have times, I feel myself sometimes rising up a little bit. Rather, he spoke about at the end of the eighth parak, the idea of rising above his chat, of rising, rising above one's chatom al chait to go above chait. He says, this is the whole thing. This is the tachas of everything. I learned the whole year so that by Ne'ilan Im Kippur, I feel a little bit of a hergish of being close to Hashem. I'm davening and my davening has not, not been elevated at all. My, my chesed has not been elevated at all. My relationship with Hashem has not been elevated at all. So I'm involved in what I'm supposed to be involved in the whole day. I'm a bachar in yeshiva. I'm sitting and learning the whole day and I don't feel any, any sort of progress being made in my relationship with Hashem. Have I reached the tachlis? Is this it? I'm sitting and learning. I, have, I filled my day with Torah, but, but it's not working. I don't feel that it, there's an aliyah that I'm having in the world of Ruchnes. Obviously, I'm learning. Obviously, I'm going to get an excar for it. And obviously, it's the greatest thing in the world to do. And I'm holding up the whole world. But in terms of this avoidah of Nechitzis, Aliyah, Senefesh, Ramidas, he says, I, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel like my life has been changed because I'm sitting and learning. He says, why, why are there Yeshna Manashem Shalem Dun Torah Parshim Imenu? He says, and not only that, we find many people 
There's so many people. Yes, there are some people who will sit and they'll learn and they'll be, they'll be in yeshiva for many years and they're parashim imenu. And then they'll separate themselves totally from the world. They'll call what we call, uh, you know, quote unquote, going off the derech v'shalom. How does it happen that a guy could be sitting and learning in yeshiva for 20 years? A guy's sitting and learning mamish for 20 years from the time he's three years old until the time he's 25 until the time he's 30, and then he goes off to Derech. He finds himself involved in all the worst things in the world. The light in the Torah will bring one back, back to the Rabbanu Shalom. He said, but the reality is, I see people that are sitting and learning, and he's talking about people on the far end, people who have gone off to Derech, or even not that way, people who are sitting and learning and involved in Torah, and you see the way they daven, and it's very shvach. Or you see the way that they deal with other people, they've been adam l'chaveri, and it's very shvach. He said, how is it possible? Shouldn't the or inside of the Torah that I'm learning and that the people around me are learning, shouldn't it change us automatically? Shouldn't it make us into bigger and better people, people that are more oivdi Hashem? And he says, the reality is that the Bachar is asking that it's not always true. I'm learning, and I'm putting in the work, and I'm putting in the hours, and I'm putting in the time, but the reality is that I still find myself dealing with the same struggles. I still find myself feeling distant from Hashem. I still feel like, like my tefillah is totally cold and, and has no significance to it. He says, how is it Shaykh? And how is it Shaykh? The people that are learning the whole day could find themselves deep, off in the deep end doing things that are so far from the world of an Ayyad Hashem when they're sitting and learning the whole day. Shouldn't Arshaba Machsal Motiv? Right, which is, again, like I said, we've discussed this question many times, a question that comes up all the time. How could you have somebody who's posh it, sitting and learning the whole day and, and gets caught up in some scandal or gets caught up even not, even not in, in, in something so terrible? Just you watch the way they dive and you watch the way they interact with people and there's something off about it. And this is a guy who's sitting and learning the whole day and he says, how is it child? Why am I not growing? Why are the other people not growing? How is it child that the Torah that we're learning is not working to make us and to change us into bigger and better people? Zakta Piyat Amnam Kain. The way to make sure that your Torah is going to change you, the way to make sure that you get what he said in Perak Shmini, that you're going to become a changed person when you learn, is only when you're learning Torah Hashem. If you're involved in Torah as, a, as, as an intellectual pursuit, if you're involved in Torah because society told you to be involved in Torah, if you're involved in Torah because that's just what people are doing, that's the system that you're part of, and there's nothing about the Rabbani Shem within the Torah, so then it's very hard for your Torah to make a real impression on you. There is an aspect of Arshaba Machsal Motiv, but it's, it's going to be very, very difficult and very challenging when a person learns with nothing to do with the Rabbani Shem. If I learn without a relationship with Hashem, if I learn where there's nothing, the Rabbani Shem is not part of that equation, where I'm learning the Torah, but it's nothing to do with Torah with Hashem, I'm learning to finish another daf, I'm learning to finish another simon and shulchan aruch, I'm learning so that I know what to do, but it's not about Torah Hashem, it's not about the Rabbani Shalom. He says it's going to be very difficult. You have to know how to learn Torah. And we said the Zerah Kaddish perhaps a few times here. The Zerah Kaddish says, Somebody who thinks, Somebody who learns Torah and thinks that Torah is the Lavush of Torah. If I read the story about Yaakov Avinu and the 12 stones and I think it's a story, why? Because what you're doing is, the Torah is a lavush. Right? Every one of us has a lavush, a guf, and a neshama. Right? We have the clothing we wear externally. We have the guf, our physical body. But then we have the tachlas of everything, which is our neshama. Our guf can't really do anything without our neshama. Our guf disintegrates and decomposes and can't see, hear, feel, do anything without our neshama. Our neshama is the energy, the, the life source behind our guf. So the neshama is the tachas, the pneumius, the, the, the inner aspect of everything. There's the guf, and then there's the clothing we wear. We don't like 
We don't like when people judge us based on the clothing that we wear. We don't like that, right? We like to be judged based on who we really are. We don't even like to be judged based on the actions that we do, which is the world of the goof, because we say, okay, don't, don't just see me for the actions that I'm involved in, see me for who I really am. Right, which is a tachlis, which is my neshama, which is the fact that I'm a chilek alei kaimimau. Zak de zayra kadesh, the Torah is the same thing. There's a levosh of Torah, there's a guf of Torah, and there's a neshama of Torah. The levosh of Torah is the stories of Torah. Yaakov and Rachel and Leah, and it seems like a history book, right? The Americans have a history book dating back to 1776, and they'll talk about Thomas Jefferson, they'll talk about George Washington, they'll talk about Abraham Lincoln, they'll talk about all of their founding fathers, and we also have founding fathers, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, the shift We also have people that we also look up to, people that we hear great stories about. George Washington didn't lie when he cut down the tree. And we have Avram Avinu, Yaakov Avinu is Titan Emes, Yaakov Avinu is Ish Emes. That's the Lavush of Torah. That's the most external aspect of Torah. And if you think that that's the Tachlis and you say this is it, this is what Torah is, Zakhtazarakadish, you missed that on the whole point. And he says, Lashon is Tipach Ruchei, no Chelik Anam Haba. What's the guf of Torah? The guf of Torah is a mitzvah, which means shaking wool of an asterisk, putting on tefillin, doing chesed. That's the guf of the Torah, which is a level deeper than just a storybook, just a history book. I'm not just looking at it as, okay, it's a bunch of stories about these forefathers, these great, amazing miracles that took place. Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, I'm understanding that there's a guf of the Torah, there's the body of the Torah, which is the actions that I need to be involved in, but that's also not the tachlis. That's also just the guf. What's the real tachlis? What's the underpinning of the whole Torah of Kola Torah Kula? Like David Melech says in Tehillim, call me to Secha Amuna. Underneath, Bachavaka, like the Muramaka says, be Midal on Achas, Sadik be Manasi Yechia. Underneath, everything needs to be a relationship with Hashem. If the learning and the davening and the mitzvahs are just a lavush, are just external, so it's not going to be it's not going to change you. If a person learns and a person davens and, and, and the davening is just, I'm, do, I'm doing shachras now. I wake up in the morning and I read shachras. Now I do mincha. Now I do mayrib. Now I learn the daf. Now I do mishnayis. But there's no rabbanisham in that equation. So there's something integral which is missing from that whole relationship. It's not about the rabbanisham. It's just, it's a nice thing. It's a pilpul. It's amazing. It's something deep, but it's, it's not the rabbanisham. There, there's no, it's not tairas Hashem to Mima. There's no rabbanisham involved in that tairah and feel on those mitzvahs. And therefore, is it going to change you? Possibly, but very, very, very highly unlikely. Right, I was just telling somebody, if you, you know, you have a mushal of, uh, I give someone, I was telling someone as mushal yesterday, I don't remember who. You have, you, have, you, know, you have a birthday cake, right? So how much significance does a birthday cake have? That depends, right? The birthday cake is a cake, but there needs to be a context to the birthday cake, right? If I give a birthday cake to my mailman, right? I don't like my mail, I don't like my mailman, he's not very nice, he screamed at my wife last week. He really screamed, mom was screaming at my wife for like five minutes about the car being too, too close to the mailbox or whatever. Mabish, he has a big temper, big, big temper, big, big, uh, big temper. It's very angry, but I don't like my mailman. Let's say I would give my mailman a, a birthday cake. I'd want it, you know, or, or a holiday gift, right? How much meaning does it have? Very little, very, very little. Why? First of all, I don't like him. He doesn't like me. We don't get along very well, right? Uh, really not me. My wife is the one that gets into fights with him, but, uh, but, but we have very little relationship with him. I have nothing to do with him. So if I give him a bottle of wine, I'm sure he'll be very thankful. I'm sure he'll be very grateful. He'll be, uh, you know, honored that I gave him something, but th there's not really much to it. If I give my wife a birthday cake, if I buy a birthday cake for my child, if I buy a birthday cake for my father or mother, that's very different. Why? Because there's a context to the birthday cake. What's the context of the birthday cake? The relationship that I have with my wife, my parents, my children, my friends, which has been built up over years. So the giving of the cake is an expression 
of the relationship. So the giving of the cake is, this, I can give the same cake to my mailman and the same cake to my father and there will be totally, something totally different. When I give it to my mailman, it means that I like the fact that he brings me mail or I want him to continue bringing me mail even though he doesn't like me. It means that just, I'm just, you know, I'm buttering him up and giving him thing and that's what normal, there's no context to it. There's no, I don't have a relationship with him and I'll never have a relationship with him. There's really no context to it. When I give a cake to my wife or to my father, there's a deep context to it. So the action may look the same, but if there's no deeper context to what's taking place, so it's very, very meaning. The cake is $25, they're both $25. Go to Gelfsen, it's the same $25 cake. One of them has a context to it, and one doesn't have a context to it. Zaktopia says it's the same thing with Torah and Tefillah and mitzvahs, right? I could do a mitzvah, I could shake Lul of an Esrig. How much meaning does it have? Well, it's the same Lul of an Esrig. Me and somebody else, the same Lul of an Esrig. How much context does the Lul of an Esrig have? Is there a context of a relationship, of a deep relationship with Hashem? Then yeah, the Lul of an Esrig means something. Do I have a deep relationship with Hashem? Then when I open up a Gemara and I open up, I start learning Gemara Tainus, I'm not just learning about a technical aspect of what they used to do when they ran out of rain, something which we don't have nowadays. I'm learning Torah Hashem Tamima. I'm learning a Torah which is connecting me the deepest, deepest way to Hashem. So there's a context to the, the Daf Gemara that I'm learning and Memela, I'm turned on in a way which, which I wouldn't get without that context. Memela, there's some connection between me and Hashem which is created through the Black Gemara that can't be created you know, without that context. So Zakti Be'etzes, you want to know why people are learning and their lives aren't changed? Because they're not learning Torah Hashem. They're learning the Torah as a subject. It's a subject matter, like everything else, right? Yavan had no problem with, uh, with, with Torah. Yavan just said, translate Torah into Greek and Torah, that's one of the, one of the, one of the uh, tragedies that took place in Kalei when they translated Torah into Greek. Torah is like everything else. We have, we're very smart. You know, we're very intellectual. We like deep, you know, we, we have deep philosophers also. You guys have deep philosophers. Let's get together and let's make, you know, a school and a book of the greatest, greatest philosophy, Greek philosophy, Jewish philosophy. It's all the same. It's all, it's all just another subject matter. When a person understands that it's not just Torah, Torah is not just information. It's not just the lavush, it's not just a guf, there's a nefesh, there's an neshama inside of the Torah. There's the Rabbani Shalom, is Anon Nafshik Savas V'yahavas Hashem gave himself over, Kaviyachal. When he gave us the Torah, then yeah, then the Torah begins to change you. Then I'm learning Torah with the context of a relationship with Hashem. You learn it with dry intellectual seichel. Like you look at math or geometry or, or science or anything else. Zerukadah says, you know, again, this doesn't mean somebody who learns this way. Zerukadah says somebody who thinks this way, somebody who thinks that this is the tachlis. You, you, you missed out. I don't think it just means you know, right here, you're, you're not living with the Rabbani Shalom. You're not living in Olam Haba. You're living a world which is totally cold, dry, and intellectual. The seichel in the Torah, the, the deep, deep parts of Torah, that, that's, that's a lavush. We have to find the hidden God which is hidden inside the Torah. You want to be Matar your nefesh? Rabbi Kiva already says in the Gemara in Yuma, Ma mikveh Mataris atmeim, Afa kadosh brocha Mataris Yisrael, Avarak misha bala mikveh v'nechnas by Yatar. You want to know why the Torah is not purifying you? It's because you haven't come to the mikveh. You, you're not standing anywhere near the mikveh of mikveh Yisrael Hashem, of, of Afa kadosh brocha Mataris Yisrael. So Mamela, it's going to be very challenging and very difficult to have the mikveh of Torah be Matar you. The, 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 the Torah is the greatest mikveh. But you need to understand what the mikveh is. You need to go to the proper waters and title yourself in those in the in the of the mikveh. Go, go to the rabbanisham, find the rabbanisham within the Torah. Recognize that there's a relationship being created when I learn and when I daven and when I do mitzvahs. There's something deeper taking place. And then yeah, then your Torah and your mitzvahs and your chesed and everything you're involved in has the ability to really change you.
He says, I understand that it's very difficult. And Shechem already talks about this, that it's very difficult and very challenging while you're in the middle of learning to stop and to think about uh, middle of Gemara Tainus, and I'm thinking about you know the difference between Shittas or Belazar and Shittas or Yeshua, and then I'm like, wow, this is Rabbanu Shalom, this is amazing. But he says, in the middle of learning, it's gonna be very challenging to do that, right? You're deep in a Bircha Shmuel, it's very hard for you to be thinking about the Rabbanu Shalom. Learning Torah weakens a person. Before you come in to learn, before you sit down with the Gemara, before you sit down with the Chumash, before you sit down with the Mishnah, think about what are you doing? What's the Tachlis? Why am I sitting down and learning? What is supposed to be taking place when I'm learning? Who am I connecting to when I'm learning? How does this work? And when a person stops and thinks about that before he learns, and a person says, okay, now the learning that I'm doing, I'm gonna put myself in 100%. I'm getting involved in the world of Torah 100%. But with the context, with the knowledge, with the prerequisite to know that I'm doing this in order to connect to Hashem. And therefore when I sit down and I learn, it's with the, it's with the hakdama that the tachlas of this is to connect, to get chachmas Hashem in the deepest, most realest way. Reveal your nefesh before you sit down to learn. And then, and then attach it to Hashem. Learning is not just an intellectual pursuit. It begins with the knowledge of the Rabbanu Shalom. Right? We said, the, 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 you know, the, the, the Gemara even, when the Gemara said, the Gemara talks about bringing down Sukkim, many times, Rachmana Amar. Right? What's Rachmana? The Rabbanu Shalom. Right? It used to be, used to be, used to, used to, you know, somebody was talking about this recently. He was telling me, you know, it used to be in yeshivas, used to say, you know, Zaktahela Garashi, Zaktahela Gataisvis, right? Learning Chumash, Zaktahela, Zaktahela Rabbanu Shalom. There was a context that everything's, everything's about the Rabbanu Everything's focused on one thing. There's a Rabbanu It's not just, okay, you know, this is this Pshat and this is this Pshat, it's just an intellectual, it's intellectual Chachma, which takes place within the context of knowing that this, my nefesh needs to be awakened. And therefore, before you sit down and learn, you awaken your nefesh and say, I am here. The Tachas of my learning is, Right, to learn Torah with for sake of connecting to Hashem, and to understand that this is a tachlas. And without getting into the machlekes, the very famous machlekes, the Nefesh Chaim and the Tanya, what is Torah Lishma? Even if you look at, open up a Nefesh Chaim, who argues in the Tanya that the whole tachlas is Dveikus and Hashem, Nefesh Chaim also agrees that that is Ba'atzim part of what takes place in Torah. He just says that that's not what you need to do. That's maybe a mile in it. That's not that you can get Torah Lishma without it. You can get Torah just for the sake of knowing Torah. But he also agrees that the purpose is connecting to Hashem. You go through Nefesh Chaim Shardalati. He explains it very, very clearly that, that Torah is the greatest connection that a person can have with the Rabbani Shalom. That's what he says. Before you sit down and learn, before you sit down to daven, before you do mitzvahs, before you do anything, stop and recognize and realize the tachlis of this is connection to Hashem. The tachlis of this is iskashrus Hashem. If you do that, then the learning that you do has the ability to change you. Right? A person can be learning for 18 hours a day and it won't change him because there's nothing to do with the Rabbani Shem. It's just for the sake of knowledge, for the sake of writing a safer, for the sake of knowing more, for the sake of the intellectual pursuit, for the sake of getting covered from other people. And it's not gonna change a person. A person will be learning for an hour a day and it will change a person because they're learning with the context of knowing this is about the Rabbani Shem. For us, when you come to learn Torah, then you're involved in the, in the Seichel HaPashat, and then he connecting everything to the Rabbanish. And then everything is connected in the world with, with Hashem. And that's what he says. The first thing is, is when, when, when you start to question yourself and say, how is it, Shaykh? I'm learning and I'm involved in Torah, but I'm not changing. The first question you have to ask yourself is, whose Torah are you involved in? Whose Torah are you learning? Hashem's Torah? 
Or you're learning your own Torah. You're learning Hashem's Torah, you're learning your Rebbe's Torah. You're learning Hashem's Torah, you're learning the Torah of what society wants you to learn. And when you stop and you recognize and you understand and, and, and fit the context of, of the Rabbah into the Torah and the Avoidah, it will change you. Automatically it will change you. It's Torah, Hashem, Tamima. Right? We spoke many times in the Baal Shem. The Baal Shem says very, very, you know, many, many times. The Mishnah, the, Mishnah, the Gemara says, Eina doime, Misha loimed meyapamim, Misha loimed meyapamim ve'echad. Right? The Gemara says you can't compare somebody who learns a hundred times to somebody who learns a hundred and one times. It's incomparable. And the simple translation of Baltani even writes the simple translation is that they used to learn a hundred times. That was they used to chaz everything a hundred times. So you can't compare somebody who does what's necessary, somebody who does what's the norm, to somebody who goes one above, somebody who goes echad v'meya, somebody who goes above and beyond and pushes past the you know the borders of what's of what's normal. But the Baal says much deeper than that. Ain't a dummy you can't compare. Misha and meya You can't compare a guy who learns a hundred times. Somebody learns a hundred times with the echad. What's echad? You can't compare. It's incomparable, the Baal Shem Tov says, somebody who learns a hundred times to somebody who learns a hundred and one times, not a hundred and one times, but a hundred times with the one. A hundred times with the Rabban Shem Incomparable. They're both learning and maybe, maybe the, the birthday cake is the same. The, the item is the same. The Gemara is the same. The Halacha is the same. You can learn Kabbalah this way and you can also learn just as, as a way of you know, knowledge and, and, and intellectual person without it being about the Rabban Shem But it, it, it's, if it's not there's something missing. Right, they say the Baal Shem Tov one time came to, I think it was the city of Shklov, if I remember correctly. I think it was the city of Shklov. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of them over there, and he was, uh, he was talking by a Chanukah Sabayas of a shul, by, uh, by an Evan Apina, I think it was, by an Evan Apina of a shul. And he said, he was saying, he was saying very deep Torah, and everyone was crowding around, everyone was listening to Helik Baal Shem Tov's Torah, and everyone was very enthralled by what he was saying. One of the, one of the you know, big, big Talmud Chalem came over to Baal Shem Tov afterwards, and he said, like, I don't understand. He said, Moshe gave Torah to all of us. What's the pshat that you're saying Torah and people are just attracted to? People are standing around, people are gathered around there. I say Shir also, and it uh, doesn't have the same uh, magnetic pull that your Shir has. What, what's the pshat? Yes, the Balshamtiv, that your Torah is more magnetic and more powerful, that people are more interested in hearing it than mine. Moshe gave it to all of us. I, I, I'm just as smart as you are, and just as much Torah as you are, and I don't have that same. Uh, doesn't have that same pull as you do. Zak the Valshemtiv, look at the end of the Pasak. Kilakhtov Nasati Lachem, Tayrasi Al Tazaivu. Tayrasi, the Rabban Shem says, Al Tazaivu. He says, Your Torah is Kilakhtov Nasati Lachem. You take a Torah and you say, The Rabban Shem gave me Torah. Kilakhtov Nasati Lachem. Hashem gave me my Torah. So I'm here to give my Shir. I'm here to say my Pshat. I'm here to say why that Rishin's wrong. I'm here to say why that Rishin's right. I'm here to make a pilpul. I'm here to say some deep. Lumbus and to you know to get people excited to get people you know uh, to have people appreciate my great my great wisdom. So by you it's kilekechtoiv nesati lachem. Hashem, you gave me the Torah. He says by me I look at the end of the pasuk also. Teirasi. Hashem says my Torah altazev. Don't forget that it's my Torah. I gave it to you to be able to learn, but don't forget what the source of it is. Don't forget that it's mea pamim ve'echad. Don't forget that there's a rabbanishlam in the Torah. That the tachlis of learning is for the rabbanishlam. Right? Today's the basayin's yartzeh. Right? Everyone's. I think the whole. The whole world's now buzzed with this Basayin, which is Pal de Gazach. So the whole thing's a Pal. But I, I, just, I just saw recently a story with the Basayin that he was schmoozing. He found himself in an inn and he was talking with Talmidim of the Nadi Behuda. Gaine, Gaine, Gaine. He was talking with Talmidim of the Nadi Behuda. And the Basayin was also an Av Bezdin. He wasn't just a Chesidish Rebbe, he was an Av Bezdin before he moved to Jatomer, before he moved to Tzfas. And he was a Bucky, a massive, massive Bucky. And they were sitting there and they were, they were, they were schmoozing with him and learning. And they were asking him deep questions and like this. He was answering them right away. And he said any time that he asked them a question, any time they asked the Basayin a question, that he thought that they were just doing to be him a palpal, right? Which is one of the ways that they used to be very involved in. Just pilpal, just involved in just the pilpal aspect of it. 
He ignored the question, totally ignored the question. And, went to, and anytime they asked a question which he felt was tachlis, was for the purpose of getting more clarity, getting more knowledge, right away he answered the question. So I'm, I'm not here, Stam, like, you know, for this sport of like, I give a pilpul, you give a pilpul, this whole sport of just being a pilpul. We're here for Torah. We have to gain clarity in what the Rasan Hashem is. You want to know tachlis? Answer them in a second, right away. Tremendous chachma, answer them in a second. You want to just Stam, be a just for the sake of, you know, there's a certain geschmack people have, and, and two dinim, and there's one din, and there's three din, just for the sake of just the geschmack and not to get to the clarity of what the MS is, um, I'm not here to play games. Right away, it's told, told to me that I do, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not here, that's the tachlas. A person understands, no, the tachlas is, there's a deeper meaning behind the Torah and the mitzvahs. There's something going on and it has the ability to change this. And that's why he begins, you know, this whole parak of, of the eitzes to salo, sakanas, atzmecha ba'en. What are the eitzes to be, to fix ourselves? The first eitzah is, if you want to make sure that the Torah and the avoid, that everything that you're doing in the first seven, eight prakam are working, the first thing you need to do is you have to make sure there's a context. You have to understand that there's a rabbanish in the picture. If there's no rabbanish in the picture, you can learn and you can daven, you can do tefillah, and you can do chesed, you can do all these things, and it's not going to change. You'll be the same person that you were before, the same manova that you were before. Torah is not, Torah is not a, you know, Yiddish is not a hospital. Yiddish doesn't just change people, doesn't heal people. You have to figure out there's rabbanish here, there's something here, there's a relationship which is being built as a context, and then Mamela, when you give that birthday cake, when you do that, then it has real meaning. So Mr. Shem will continue next week. It goes right there in this Indian, but uh, we have to understand that, that, that there's a tachlis, an underlying purpose behind everything we're doing.